Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we're having an event with um, Calvin at Blackworks and Black Label Trading Company the day we're recording here. Um, Calvin's going to be a little bit later, so if he gets on here, we'll have him on. Otherwise, we're going to be smoking um, the event-only cigar called the... What the heck was these things called again? Uh, the, the box is called the Ambush. The Ambush, yeah. So I'm smoking the Tiger Lily, I believe it is. Yeah, so the box comes with... Uh, I think five of each of these cigars. Uh, four? four of two, and then six of the, or seven of the other. Okay, so it has total. the neon tiger in there, the con, and the tiger lily, and all of them have multiple wrappers on it, and all a little bit of candela. So I'll be interested yeah. to see how this goes. But I'm smoking the con out of this box. Yeah, and I got the tiger lily. And they are beautiful. They're really cool packaging. looking cigars. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to try it. I was hoping to have Calvin on here to talk a little bit more about it because I'm not sure what the blend is, but we're going to smoke it anyway. Well, and uh, today we're going to be drinking a new bottle to the bar. We've got Circle City Whiskey Company's Straight Bourbon Whiskey Bottled in Bond. This is an Indiana product aged four years at 100 proof. It is a 75-21-4 mash bill for all you guys that want to know, but just letting you know what it is it's mgp it's mgp and yep. it's good mgp yeah and so if you if you have probably been hurt hearing a little bit more about um circle city as they've gotten started here um they're doing all so far at least they're doing all um either blending or they're going to be doing you know barrels of source product so far they've gotten stuff from mgp from watershed from pennington i believe they've got some stuff from heaven hill and probably in BBC right now, too. Um, but they're not going to be just sourcing one. They're going to be sourcing from multiple sources, which is great. They'll, it'll be fun to see what they come up with. So I will tell you, I just V-cut this, and I was a little bit nervous about it because it's got so many different layers and everything, and it also had a pigtail. But this cigar held up really well Good. to um, to the deep V. And I just did it straight on mine because mine didn't have the pigtail. And yeah. It's got a nice little cold draw on it already. I'm uh, having trouble with a cold draw because mine has a closed foot. Oh, okay. okay. Completely closed. Nice. So. I should have picked what that are, one then, huh? What are you huh? getting, Rob? What am I getting? Yeah. It's um, it's kind of a fig kind of thing going. Okay. Hay and um, fig, just a little bit of sweetness. Not as sweetness. It's more of the fig cookie. Yeah, I mean, just smelling the outside of this cigar, I could see that. It also does have some of the... Uh, I, I would I would say more like alfalfa hay notes that mm-hmm. I would expect with of something that has candela. In yeah, it. yeah. One knows the whiskey first before oh, we get into I, this. I can nose it. Yeah, um, that's just Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's got a nice uh, light fruit nose. Yeah, um, it leans a little bit into those floral qualities. There's some honey mm-hmm. in there. Um, also, a little bit of spice you can smell. Yeah, just subtle though. Not not like a not like a hot spice. More like a um, baking spice. Yeah, it smells delicious. Yeah, 
Ooh. That's a great bottled and bond. It really is good. And uh, there are quite a few bottled and bonds <laughs> coming out from other places that are also using Indiana. This is way better than that. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, I know um, Drew Black, which is the, um, the, the founder of Circle City. Um, he really has done a good job of picking barrels yeah. for everything he's done so far. And um, like if you remember the one that Dirk Fence did, Indiana Bourbon, um, his last release for um, the Durham family, it was a Circle City bottle. And it was a bottle that actually had won several awards. Yeah. Um, and it was delicious too. So he's doing something right. Um, so I'm excited to see how he, how he continues. So I actually, after our last show, ended up getting one of these uh, Calibri Julius. They're and, so cool. Uh, that's the uh, that's the soft flame from Calibri, and I am so so shocked at how much I like it. Been, I am too. I have been using it so much. I was exactly the same way. I'm like, oh, I'll probably this will be fun to try and just get people to see how you nope, I love the thing. I use it almost all the time unless I'm outside. I was even using it outside last night. I had um uh well I was burning burning cardboard out in the yard <laughs> and smoking <laughs> a cigar. Uh burn up some cardboard and some two by fours, and it was it was great. But it's such a mm. – the soft flame is really nice. It's a lot more gentle. It uh, is. It feels a lot more controlled. Now, when – You don't I'm, get that accidental overchar at the beginning. No, uh-uh. Now, it is hard to do touch-ups with. It is. That's my only thing. But normally, my cigars are either hum- humidified to the point where I don't need to do touch-ups or they uh, – or um, I've just done a good enough job up front. Yeah. It, so. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't smoke crap cigars. No, no. And this cigar is starting off really nice, too. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be, you know, an asshole and get on my phone real quick for a second. Yeah. So you go ahead and finish what you were saying so I can send this text. But, no, this uh, this Julius is fantastic. Um it is. It has a dual flame that comes out of it, and uh, I was using it last night around a fire. Fantastic! Is it worked just fine? I did try and use it around a pool on Sunday because if you're not smoking cigars in the pool, you haven't been to the pool, um, and it was a little bit too windy for that. Um, luckily, I also had my uh, my my other Calibri, which is. Oh, whatever that triple jet is that I have from there. Um, not the Ascari. That's one I have. You yeah. have the. Um, I don't, yeah, that. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about it before, and it's still a fantastic triple jet. That being said, I did have to use the warranty, but the warranty is perfect. And yeah. Switched it out the day, like on the day when I was here. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you had one of the jets fail. Yeah, um, I think honestly, it had probably been dropped a couple too many times, possibly because that's how lighters go. And I also use them at least three times a week. Yeah, so uh, definitely got 
my money's worth and I'm still getting my money's worth out of that lighter. Yep. So, yep. Um, gotta love it. What are you getting on this cigar, Rob? Um, I'm really liking this cigar. It, I've not found any barber pulls I've ever smoked that I've yeah. enjoyed. This one has good flavor. The baking spices, getting a little bit of spice on the nose on the retro hail, but not a ton. Um, it's I'm not getting any of the green grassiness out of the little bit of candela that's on this one. Um, I I don't know. It's just it's really good. It's right now it's smoking like a like a habano for me. Oh, a lot of those habano spices, yeah. which makes sense because it's got looks like it's got more habano than anything else on it. But smoking great right this now. This is smoking a lot more full bodied. Okay, for me, um, it's more in that medium to full range. Has a lot of. I'd almost call it red pepper, or maybe it's even inching on to like that wasabi sort of pepper. Like it is spicy, and it okay. doesn't it doesn't quite have the flavor of red pepper, but it has the spice of red pepper. Nice, but that I think that the candela. Almost vegetal note is playing with me, thinking that it's like a wasabi in the in the retrohale. Could be, um, but yeah, I'm I am really enjoying this. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm liking it too. I I wasn't sure if it was going to be the same blend with just different wrappers on it or what, but I guess we'll find out one of these days. <laughs> and for you guys that say, "Oh, why don't you do research before you smoke them?" These are event-only cigars. I've yeah. never seen them. Well, and, and full disclosure, you know, we were going to have Calvin on the show with us today. He's running an hour or two behind, so we're not going to be able to have him on the show. Yeah. So otherwise, uh, that we were going to ask him about that. If I didn't have a life or a wedding coming up this week, I we would have been able to make it work. But alas, there is somebody at my house that is bossing me around already. Yeah, she's just getting into her, her full wife mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, so when th- this when this actually broadcasts, it will be five days to your wedding. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's awesome, man. Yeah, we're getting Coming there. up fast, coming yeah. up fast. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's... I'm I'm looking forward to it, that's for sure. But it there's oh, yeah. a lot of things to get done. Oh yeah. Still. There always is. Yeah. Just remember don't don't sweat the small stuff and just realize that after Saturday it's over and not worth fighting over, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not one to I am not a petty sort of guy. So have you have you learned the magic word yet? Yes. Yeah. Yes, dear. Yes, <laughs> yeah. dear. Yeah. <laughs> But that only works if you follow through with the yes, dear, do what she says. So that is a struggle. Well, I'll try and remember that. Yeah, you should. You should. (laughs) Yeah, so we had had something really funky happen, and it stressed me the hell out bad. Um, On Thursday, um, Square System, which is a point-of-sale system, went down worldwide. And... um, and then the things that were attached to that that weren't working were Cash App, Venmo, some Visa, um, Zelle, and several others. And so when you're a small business, not a lot of people carry cash. Yeah, and that was I mean, the only way we could sell. Luckily, I don't regularly carry cash. No. So I don't know, you know, who knows how many business or how many sales we lost that day. Um, and I know, you know, a lot of restaurants around here had the same issue because they use the same system. And uh, Which, so if you don't know, it is 
an industry standard system. Yeah, I mean, you have Toast, you have Clover, and you have Square. Those are probably the three big ones. Yeah. Um, we are thinking about looking at some other ones, that's for sure, right now with this mess. But um, So, you know, I got an alert on my phone. Someone had posted on Twitter about it, so I was looking looking up and just watching X? all... X now, yeah, <laughs> X. Um, and it was just weird, you know, seeing thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of, of posts about this. And someone had posted that they were doing a, um, that a, law, a class action suit was going. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to at least post about it just, uh, just so that my name's in the, in the running. People will see it on Twitter if they go back and look at all that. X, not Twitter. Um, if they go back and look at that, I'm there. It's just more just to put it out there. Well, it, it went kind of crazy. It went, it went kind of worldwide. And there's a... Yeah, Rob went viral. It went over viral nothing. over nothing, basically just complaining, which I guess that's kind of what social media is all about. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So but, t- tell the people how viral. Yeah. So, so you know, the Australians woke up to this mess happening to them right in the first thing in the morning, and the news services over there were posting out, you know, a few, a few of the um, tweets were out. For some reason, mine was one of the four or five tweets on their <laughs> on their news sites <laughs> showing up. So I started getting all these messages from people. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then um, Fred, my buddy up in um, at Nelson Legausto's in Pittsburgh, said, dude, look at this graphic. Uh, and it was that graphic from Australia. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so it was just kind of funny, and it, it seemed like we had a lot of traction on that tweet. I'm like, ah, that's kind of cool, you know, and Went to bed, and we were just hoping that the system would be back up the next morning. And luckily, when we woke up, it was. Yeah. So we were happy about that. Then I get a uh, email at 11 o'clock in the morning, and um, I didn't respond till noon because I don't usually get on my emails until I get here. And um, it was a reporter from the Wall Street Journal wanting me to do an interview on the on the whole square outage. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on in this world? But they never did call me back. So. I guess you should. Uh, well, I get you can't call it tweet anymore. I no. guess you should post on X more often. I guess so. Why would they so. call it X? That just sounds like a porn site. It, it does. I, I don't know. Yeah, I am glad that it's no longer tweets and posts now. That's kind of nice. Yeah, tweets were kind of goofy, but oh well. <laughs> so yeah, that was my uh, Thursday. It was a mess, and um, it really screwed my sales that day. I mean, it really sucked, but. It is what it is. Hopefully, we're past it and it doesn't yeah. happen again. But oh, yeah. what a mess, man. That's crazy. Also, like I said, just the most odd way to go viral. Oh, isn't that weird? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. In, in Australia? In Australia. <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. And I mean, it was, and that was, seriously, it was down worldwide. And that's yeah. that. I mean, it makes me think, and I would love, and maybe more stuff will start coming out the more we get into this, but feel like it was just bigger than just an outage. It's it, got to be. Yeah, I mean, it had to be some kind of either a, a terrorist threat or test or, I don't know, something big. It just does not seem like a normal thing to happen when yeah, your yeah. system goes down like that. So, uh, And to be tied with so many other systems going down, it yeah. seemed weird. So, that I mean, hang on. I got to do this. Conspiracy theory, yes, I know. Yeah, so I think it was in 2020, Christmas of 2020, or or maybe it was the couple days surrounding it. There was a bomb that went off 
in Nashville, like Nashville, Tennessee. Downtown. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And nothing about it made sense. Nope. Not a single That was the bit. one in the big tr- in the truck. It, it was the in road. a camper van. Yeah, yeah. And it had sirens telling people to evacuate. So actually a lot of people got out, but it blew up three buildings. Yeah. Or maybe even more than that. And and then just suddenly they figured out who did it super quickly, all of these things, and nobody could figure out why. Yeah. Well, one of the buildings, I, I'm pretty sure, was tied in with AT&T, and there was a lot of cell service that went down that day. Someone was Be- pissed off with their AT&T bill. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a pretty good way to get back at them. You bastards. But, uh, no, I mean, you can't. You can't stop but think what in AT&T went down because of that bomb that mm-hmm. allowed something else to get through. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of this stuff is really <laughs> really geared more towards a bigger picture thing than what we realize. I mean, if you look at some, like, like some of the movies out there, when you start seeing the movies and then, you know, a big bomb goes off, like, um, I don't know if you ever watched the. Um, it was one of the start, the newer Star Trek movies. No, I don't um, watch bad movies. Oh, they're great movies. Don't even <laughs> don't even go there. But that what they did was that they blew up um, this building, which was supposedly only like an archive. We'll come to find out it was actually something else underneath it yeah. too. And it's like it, that's that's what it always seems like. He's like, yeah, they may blow up something that doesn't seem like much to Americans, but it probably is. So. Well, and then the other thing is, uh, especially with, like, Square going down, how many people did that affect? And also, what caused it to go down for so long? Right. It, you know, it could have been that everybody's information was accessed or something like that because Square collects your credit card data. And that, that was is one what of the, they're, that's what they do. That was another, uh, another post I saw out there was there was a massive data breach that day in North America. And it was, I mean, it was massive. So my thought was, it's probably tied to that. But my problem with the whole thing was, they weren't telling anybody what was going on. They, they literally shut down their customer service line. I called them and said, we've had an unexpected closure today. And that was how they were letting people know when they called them. I'm like, at least put on there saying, we don't know what's going on. We're trying to figure it out. We will let you know. Stay posted. Oh no, unexpected closure. You know they did that so that their customer service people wouldn't run their mouth and tell people exactly what's happening. Yeah. Um, I just felt like maybe they got hacked. And when you get hacked, not only is your hack based on just your data, but it's also affecting your computer computer-operated phone system and everything else. Yeah. I just have a feeling maybe there was a hack and they just haven't reported it yet. Damn Russians. <laughs> yeah. I was watching, uh, I think it's called How to Fix a Drug Scandal on Netflix. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. So it's about these two. Um, it, well, it really focuses on one. Like, in, she's an evidence lab chemist or something like that. Basically, what she does is she tests drugs that come in in evidence and just say, yeah, this is meth. No, somebody sold you baking soda. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically helps for convictions and stuff like that. Well, this lady 
was skimming drugs off of it and doing drugs for like 10 plus years. Jeez. Yeah. And, and, uh, and nobody caught her. And there were just no checks and balances in place. These chemists weren't even being uh, drug tested. Like these people are, are dealing in heroin and methamphetamine and crack and cocaine. This lady literally admitted to making crack in the lab. Nice. (laughs) You know, that'd be a good question. But the DA's office tried to cover it up, like, the extent of what she did. Really? And uh, eventually, like, the whole thing is, again, it's the Netflix regime of, like, don't trust the government. But, like, I actually believe that. Don't don't do it. Yeah, Um, yeah. But there was a couple, like, grassroots lawyers that were like, hey, we have people convicted because of her, and we don't even know if she was of sound mind when she did when she did these reports. Right. And turns out she was high from day one. Yeah, so you can't take anything that she put out there to— No, you— I mean, there were, like, 30,000 cases that so had to many, be thrown out. How many of those people that went to prison based on— her findings just were let go. They'd they'd have to be, and if they're not, they should be fighting the hell out of you her. You see, right the now. problem was is she was she was convicted in 2013, and she served a two year sentence. And they had said that she had only been addicted for like six months at that point. The DA's office somehow found out a way to say that, and they covered up a lot of um, a lot of paperwork that they found in her car. That would indicate. Car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, no one will find it here. We'll hide it in my car. <laughs> no, she wasn't worried about it. She was high. She just had papers everywhere. But she had. Uh, she was seeing an addiction counselor, and she had paper going back a long time. Oh, geez. And the DA's office covered it up and didn't give it to. Um. Uh, the other lawyers on the trial. I don't know. I am no lawyer. Okay, I got. I have an issue with this though. If that addiction counselor fed information to the government about her, that's that should be illegal too, because that should be a client privilege thing going there. No, no, no. So they found these papers, and uh, eventually. Oh, they found. Oh, you're right. They, they found, found the, the papers. papers. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then in 2015, I think it was late 2015, she finished her 18 month sentence. <laughs> and these two grassroots lawyers collected enough evidence from what they found in her car to get her addiction counselor subpoenaed. Oh, wow. And, and they like, they even said in the Netflix special, like, we are sad that. All of this has to come to light. But yeah. there are people with drug sentences <laughs> that shouldn't have them right now. And, and in fact, most of the people had already served their sentences. Wow. So they're just trying to get it off their record at this point because it wasn't until, I think, 2018. But get it off your they, records, one thing, but being compensated for basically the rest of your life being screwed up because you yeah, still yeah. were obviously taking drugs yep. to be there. Well... That's debatable. That's debatable. All I'm saying is, is in our law system, if you cannot prove without a shadow of a doubt that the person has committed the crime 
they do not deserve to go into prison. Exactly. If the person who is testing the supposed drugs that you have <laughs> is on drugs, it does not work. Yeah, and all those people are coming back with massive lawsuits. I mean, if you're sitting in prison for a couple of years based on someone that just got thrown in prison themselves for testing you, I would think that would be worth a buttload of money. Oh, I'd imagine. I'd Man. imagine. But they can, wow. they can sue Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massa- yep. Massachusetts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The words. Massachusetts. Yeah. Schnitzel bitches. <laughs> yeah. Schnitzel bitches. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that's kind of wild. Um, but it is a really interesting, uh, a super interesting watch on Netflix. How mm-hmm. to fix the drug scandal. I'll have to I check it, it out. I think it came out in 2020. But uh yeah. That's wild. I'll have to check it out. We, I, we I always some love stuff. the the government conspiracy shows. God. But they ended up with two convictions from the lawyers from the DA's office. Oh wow! Because they withheld evidence and uh, misled a judge. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So now you're talking so, perjury. So now the uh, now the DA that was serving at, at that time is. Uh, she works for Jewel. <laughs> nice. Another dying industry. Yeah. Wow. Now, that'd be a good question because, I mean, like, um, we have a couple of people that work that come in here quite a bit that work for Lily. It'd be interesting to find out that company, I'm assuming, probably drug tests for people, even though a lot of their drugs, you know, are not those type of drugs, but they a lot of them are. So, Hey, Chris, do you get drug tested for Lily? You can. you can. So, yeah. So, it's there, on the table there, at all Like, points. a lot of companies will do, like, every two years and random. It's no. just random, probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Chris comes in high, and yeah. they say, oh, we're going to test you today, buddy. Don't say that. No, nah, Chris doesn't do that we stuff. We don't need to get him drug tested. That'll ruin no. an entire day's of work. It would ruin a day. It would ruin a day. Nah, but he likes bourbon, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, yeah, Lily. And mushroom. Wait. No. <laughs> Stuff. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Schnitzel bitches. <laughs> oh God. I'll tell you what, man. This this whiskey with the cigar is good. Yeah, um, it's really sweetening it up. I feel like, like that the I mean, I know they had to proof it down to get to that hundred, you know, hundred proof range. <coughs> but it does not feel like it got proofed down. It's got all the flavor still. Oh, and it still has a nice viscosity. It does. Yeah. I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, I I definitely am too. It is just a I mean, I could see this as being a What's the price point on it? Um you can talk I'll I'll look it up. I mean, at its flavor profile, you could do whatever cocktail you want to with it. It is a very good staple bourbon and if the price point is reasonable enough, if I if if I were to guess, I would hope it'd be around that forty to fifty dollar mark. Yeah, I mean, ten dollar pours is probably around 40, yeah. 40 bucks or so um, for a bottle. It's a well bottle yeah. for your bar. You know? I mean, if you're buying that at a store, depending on the store, you're probably somewhere between forty and fifty bucks. Yeah, no, I that's mean, great. You make for old fashions bucks. with that. You oh. make boulevardiers with that. Um, I guess you could make Manhattans with it, though Manhattan's supposed to be a rye. It should be a rye, yeah. A gold rush with that would be fantastic. Oh, it would be. Um, 
So Boulevardier. Boulevardier is a Campari drink. So what's how do you make that? So it's a it's a stirred cocktail. It's bourbon, Campari, and bitters. Um, and Aromatic the, bitters. Yeah. Okay. Ang- Angostura. So it's leaning towards that that Manhattan kind of feel to it. No. No. I mean, Campari is a uh, is it's an aperitif. So it is a bitter liqueur. Uh, so is that similar to like a Fernet? It is. So I'm closer to maybe our Toronto than a Yeah, Manhattan. it'd be a lot closer to the Toronto. Okay, okay. Um, but it is like my favorite last drink of the night thing just because it calms your stomach just because all that bitter and every And you don't hardly ever taste the bourbon in it. Yeah. Um, just because Campari is such a – I mean, first of all, it's sweet. Second, it's bitter. Like, it just is. But it's okay. a really nice sort of – it, it's it leans more medicinal like a fernet. Okay, but that's interesting. It would not pair well with the cigar. <laughs> no, but I will say the fernet in in a Toronto does pair well with a cigar. Yeah, well, it's because you're only using a, down enough. You're only using yeah. a quarter of an ounce yeah. of fernet in that anyway, plus the rye whiskey and the bitters and stuff. And yeah, I love I love it. Actually, I've been drinking. I've been having one of those as more of a closeout of the evening kind of things lately. <coughs> There is something really nice about cocktails to me that aren't just sweet because there's a yeah. lot of like just sweet cocktails. I have been And there's a place for those. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I do I'm with you. I like them to be a little on the less sweet I, side. I've been proud. I I've, I've I've gotten Victoria going on a cocktail called the Bee's Knees. Yeah. Which is uh 2 ounces of gin. Uh, three quarter ounce of honey syrup and yep. three quarter ounce of uh, lemon. Uh, you shake that. Um, it, any any drink with citrus in it, if you shake it, it just adds a little bit of foam. Also um, introduces some air to it. The 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 lemon juice, the orange juice, whatever it is, lime juice will actually aerate in there. It just adds a different, more silky yeah sure mouthfeel. But she's been loving that, and well, she had been like a sweet margarita girl forever. So, so she's only a couple steps away from starting to drink some bourbon with you. Well, the she? thing is, is you get into a bee's knees, and you're like just a liquor switch away from a gold rush. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> exactly, and I I do love a gold rush. In fact, rush Fox Garden great. has one of my favorite gold rushes, and that's such a simple cocktail. Yeah, I mean that's all it is is bourbon and. And honey syrup, and you could throw and lemon, and lemon. That's yeah. right, lemons in that too. I forgot lemon was in that. I thought I thought that one didn't have lemon. Uh, let me see to make sure. I was thinking the Gold Rush didn't have lemon. I thought it was just honey, and and you could throw in like an orange zest or something if you want to. But I may be wrong. Yeah, I've never. I've only made them here for myself for fun trying them. But even just the honey syrup and bourbon taste great together over yeah, ice. Yeah, it's a uh, bourbon, lemon, and honey syrup. So it is and, lemon, okay. And that's the same specs. Two ounces of bourbon, three-quarter ounce lemon, three-quarter ounce uh, honey syrup. Um, and if anyone's wondering. That's got to be a sweet drink. The uh, It's really not. The lemon three- cuts it down. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the lemon. And, yeah, that and honey syrup, if you're going to make it in a controlled band on Manner, you'll do a one to one to one yeah. on honey. Um, and if you're just kind of freehanding it, basically all you're doing when you're making a honey syrup is adding enough hot water to thin it out so yeah. that you can actually pour it and use it. Um, 
One of the best apps for cocktails, if you're looking for like elevated cocktails, it's called Bartender's Choice. It's available on the App Store. I think it's like 15 bucks. Okay. It's expensive, but literally you can go in here and, uh, and say, uh, my favorite tab is I feel like step one will take you through your uh, spirits preference. So I can click uh, bourbon. No, and, dude, Bartender's Choice Volume 2 is four ninety nine. Okay, yeah, it's amazing. That's cheap. And then, uh, so step one, I chose bourbon. Let's say I want something that's fruity. I can click that. Step three, I'll go boozy. Um, what else do you like A step four? And I would say egg. Let's see, let's see the egg. Um, so they recommended a drink called Bird Rights, and it looks like a tiki drink. It's bourbon, pot still rum, lime, coconut syrup, chocolate bitters, and a dash of cream. Like, it is a great way to explore and dive into cocktails. But also, if you're just, like, tired of what you normally drink or you don't particularly like the recipe you have been using, yeah, these are awesome. Um, they're made by the, uh, like, world-class bartenders. A lot of them are uh, Sam Ross recipes, and he's... Uh, at Attaboy, New York City, um, which is one of the premier cocktail lounges. So you can get in here, and it, it even has recipes for all the different syrups they'll call for, like everything from a ginger syrup to anything else. That's cool. And, uh, well, I just downloaded it, it's so kind I'll play of, around with that, too. It's everything you want. Fantastic app. But if you're ever in Nashville, there's an Attaboy there, and you kind of go through that, I feel like, process with them. Like, I went in there one time. I said, I like whiskey, and I want it to be smoky. Like, I want to drink a campfire. And they are ba- they basically prescribe a cocktail to you, and I've never had them be wrong. That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of smoky, too, I saw a, a news article this week that I believe Chattanooga Whiskey Company is coming out with a triple peat. I didn't see that. So... Sounds like something we need to try. Oh, I would love to. And luckily, we know a guy that's crazy enough to go down to Chattanooga to just get a Chattanooga whiskey release. Shout out, Dr. J. Shout out, Dr. J. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high-quality furniture from live-edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. Hey, I saw something on Dirk's post. Oh, yeah? He said... That the French Lick stuff might be coming in next week. Yep. Is um, it here? No. Okay. No, but it 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 is at Johnson Brothers, and they're supposed to deliver on their next delivery date. Wow. Which could be Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to, Dirk and I are going to do a, um, hopefully a, a release event here, but I'm not going to wait to start selling it because it could be a couple weeks before we're able to do that. Yeah. Also... Awesome. Elijah Craig okay. is going to be, if it's not already in Southern Glacier's hands, it will be by Monday, which means it could deliver next week as well. Oh, my god! It might be. Is your stock room ready for all of this? Yes, it is. Really? Because, unfortunately, our 120 bottles turned into 72. 
Elijah Craig. What? Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened, but they ended up with only 72 bottles out of that barrel. And we dropped proof? So 122. It's 122 proof still, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what they did. I don't know if maybe that barrel was a lot lower than we thought when we tried it. That sounds sketchy. That's all I'm saying. It does saying. mean, hey, I, as long as it tastes good, I'm that's sure okay. Um, because my thought is go if we get that so quick. But then that means I can hit up Brent and say, hey, let's uh, let's do another pick. Yeah. And maybe I mean, we get was, another pick going. It was one of my favorite pick experiences. That was so fun. Had. Yeah. I can't wait to and get that, that one. that burger in. joint that we went to, oh, fantastic. It was. And, and reasonably priced. Nothing special. But everything tasted okay. delicious. After you've drank quite a bit, it's very special. Well, but I mean, it wasn't like this high-end place. It was just oh, a no. burger place we sat on picnic tables out in the back. Drank a almost back alley, or a, you know. <laughs> or a Kentucky bourbon barrel beer yeah. while you're eating. It was, and, but burger. it was a really so good burger. Good. Yeah, and that like back alley seating there. I forget what it was. I forget what the. It might have just been called Bardstown Burger. Or something I think it like was. That. I think yeah. it was. Um, yeah, Super like reasonably the, priced, great smash burgers. Oh, they were uh, fantastic yeah. smash burgers. I was talking food, food talk with Isaiah. And Rob. <laughs> I still don't have a stinger for that, man. But <laughs> you get some fat kid. <laughs> that's my thing. I keep thinking about um, making a stinger for it, but I hate mouth noise. <laughs> me too. Like it just drives me nuts. There's another cigar podcast where the guys used to eat things on there and not mute their microphone or do anything. It is triggering to a lot of people. I mean, just imagine Rob and I sitting here chewing gum the entire show. Yeah. 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 It's disgusting. It's freaking disgusting. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not hating this pairing, man. This cigar, um, it's kind of mellowing out a little bit right now. It's burning really well. I mean, I had to relight it because that was me, not the cigar. Um, I'm I'm impressed with the burn line, too. Like, being yeah. a barber pole, normally you expect it to run up some of the different wrappers. Uh, but I have not had issues with that whatsoever. I did relight, but that's because I got to talking about yeah. a Netflix show. I'll tell you, the, um, the retro hill is, is really nice because when you first blow the smoke out, it's pretty mild and then the pepper builds and my my is yours pretty peppery <laughs> jesus so yours is definitely a lot stronger than mine oh yeah okay oh yeah i'll have to smoke one of those yeah then. you should you'd love it i was i i have not had a uh, retro hail that spicy <laughs> since the original test blend here let's trade okay no, just kidding. <laughs> give it a shot <laughs> Yeah, no, like it it's a zinger through your nose. Um, That's cool. But it's really good. It is both of these. This one is fantastic too. So yeah. definitely I'd say this is more medium to medium full. That one sounds like it's more full. Oh, it is more so full. So I wonder if the other one is more, you know, mild to medium. Maybe they have three different iterations in that box. Yeah. Could be. I got a fence installed this week in my backyard. I saw that, man. I saw that That's picture. Cool. That's, yeah. Congratulations, yeah, no, man. It's great. Um, Just got one more of those, you know, honeydew things out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's been fantastic. My dog, Kitty, he loves it. And uh, it was really funny because I came out Thursday when, when it had been installed. 
And the Xfinity guy was yelling at this crew of the Hispanic, Hispanic people. Yeah. And o- only one of which, the, the foreman, spoke any English. He's out there ripping them a new one, telling them that their auger broke this cable, all this and that. And I went over and laid into him because that's just, I mean, first of all, you're just mad because you have to work today. Yeah. Like the the cable, the cable that they supposedly cut, which turns out they didn't. Yep. Was not marked. And uh, he was laying into them like they could fix it. And uh, the foreman actually came and got me because he was yelling at him. And uh, I said, hey, dude, what is going on here? These dudes don't even know what's going on. Like, yeah, you're yelling you at people yelling that can't at them speak your in language. English is not doing anything. Also, it's not getting it fixed any quicker. Right. <laughs> right. It's and- just completely rude. Um a lot of people don't have respect for people that don't speak English, and no. uh, you're a terrible person for that because mm-hmm. these guys can put up a fence better and faster than uh, I could. Yeah. Probably you as well. Yeah. Um, they got my entire fence done in an eight-hour workday. Oh, jeez. Amazing. And wow. it, it looks fantastic. Like, it's it's wonderful. But turns out, he, well, he was telling me, yeah, when they run that auger to dig the holes for the fence, like, they'll, uh, they cut the cable. And I said, no, man, they didn't auger over there. They dug those holes by hand because they knew that there was your stuff in the ground nearby. Yeah. And he was like, I'm telling you. I said, I'm telling you. I got a security camera. I can show you. Like, yeah. this is not on them. So he he gets to digging up one of the posts where he decided that the break was, um, and he realized that it was just putting enough pressure on this main line that it shorted out. And and I was like, okay, so l- let's let's think about this here. Like first of all, that cable that you bury in the ground, like three inches under, because you can't be bothered to put it any deeper <laughs> is somehow a main line. And wow. when they put the posts in, it shut down the entire rest of my street. Oh, um, uh, but it's a, it's a black cable in the ground. Yeah. Like that's on you. Yeah. I don't even care. He was like, well, somebody's going to get a bill for this. I said, you better not bill me. Cause I'm not paying it. Yeah. He was like, don't you have Xfinity? I said, yeah. I'll call a lawyer before I pay that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just rude, man. Just rude. Um, they're both smoking really great right now. Yeah. I just smoked the... Uh, the Those were almost out of yeah. the blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, Will's in the house. 2022 Las Calaveras last night, and it's fantastic. I finally broke open the box because I had a full box of the Lonsdale in my in my humidor. Yeah. So I broke it open and I've been smoking those. They're so good. So, so good. But yeah, I guess moral of the story is is the Xfinity technicians don't want to work. And they'll blame everybody else on a problem. But hey. And it sounds like it was a problem they created because it wasn't marked. It wasn't marked. So if it's not marked, how's the guys going to know? Well, and and the thing is, 
it's it's like I don't even care if it was marked and they hit it. It wasn't, first of all. But if it was, I would still handle it the same way. Yeah. It's like it's like the people that freak out when there's a leak in the in the ceiling of their house. It's like, what are you freaking out? Like, what does that help you? Right. It doesn't. Just get it done. Get it fixed. Yeah. That's it. It's like, like the guy that that gets pissed off at Square for going down and gets freaked out and tweet or that sends out a tweet. Wait, wait, never mind. That's different. It's <laughs> that's that, totally that's different. Completely, totally different. I mean, that's completely out of your control. <laughs> but it's like this dude's here to fix it and spent the first twenty minutes yelling at this crew that couldn't do anything about it. Uh, twenty minutes is probably an exaggeration, but it was yeah. still a substantial amount of time that could have had the other people's Xfinity service fixed quicker. Yeah. Like, well, it's something else that happened this last week. Um, Will Breed and I and Steve Strabbing, which Steve is um, Indiana small batch and another crew of people went down to um, bourbon 30 in Lexington. And uh, we were going down mainly to go down with Steve to um, help, help blend because bourbon 30 is an experience where they have a lot of um a lot of barrels from mgp they had some from green river i think they're going to be doing similar things to what drew's doing on having other you know other sourced whiskeys and basically you go down there and you get to blend your own bottles yeah which is kind of cool because we really learned a lot you know um, one of the things we learned pretty quickly is like we, we tasted through i don't know probably 20 barrels and um so we were like, okay, I really so were like you these. Pulling forms. straight from the barrels. Yeah, we were they... thiefing our own. We oh, were just wow. doing, yeah. yeah. And um, so, I mean, the first time I tried to blend something, and, and Will as well, we pulled from like our fir- our our favorite four or five. Yeah. And it didn't work. Huh. And um, I so I ended up going back to three that I really felt that were super unique, um, and then a fourth one to add a spice level to it. And then um, as I was talking to Aaron, which Aaron, shout out to Aaron. Aaron is amazing. That, that dude is a blender extraordinaire, man. He knows yeah. what the hell he's doing. And I asked him, I'm like, so, you know, I'm, I'm putting things together that I kind of like, and I'm adding the spice level. I was like, my, my brain tells me right now that I, maybe I should pick one of the ones I didn't like and see how he blends. He said, that's exactly how we do it. And I'm like, okay, so I picked the one I liked the least yeah. and added that to the blend, made it pop. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, that was what great. You, like, <sighs> it just wasn't a special whiskey, or it was very one note, or it was not. It was one that was not um, unique. It was like there yeah. was three or four barrels that were very similar, and it was one that I would have never picked as part of it because just it wasn't anything special. Yeah, um, I mean, there was one that had a banana note that I loved. That's in my blend, um, and then Will, his is a little spicier. His is definitely leaning more towards. Some of those rye notes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, mine, mine, I actually just, I had, because we're, we're now sponsors of the Indy Fuel, um, I just had the red and yellow um, wax put on top and, call, and just put on their Let's Go Fuel on the, on the label. Will went another step with that. Will, Will decided to pick, you know, because he's a Wolverine um, fan, but he also is a Michigan grad. Yeah. And um, so he, he called his cocky Wolverine juice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And his wife is an Ohio State grad, so he's told Uh-oh. her she has to drink it, and she's like, I will spit that shit out. <laughs> so it's going to be Becky, fun days. you'll be the, fine. He'll just days. sneak it in your cup after you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Well, so we're excited, but you know, you never know how once it marries 
Mary's for a little while, how it's going to turn out. But it was a fun experience. It's one you can do. You can go down so there when you as were a blending consumer. There, were you just like after you picked which ones you wanted? Are you blending equal proportions, or are you doing? Initially, I did. Okay. And then basically, with the blend I ended up doing was like I ended up having four barrels I picked from, um, and I had forty percent on two and ten percent on two. Yeah. And that was where Aaron's knowledge came in to to get where we want to go is because he was the one come up with percentages too. Um, Wills, I think, ended up having maybe six barrels he picked from. Yeah. He had everything down to like a 7% on one. Uh, but, you, I mean, you're taking the tubes out there and you're measuring yourself and doing so. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I said, as a consumer, you can go down there and do the entire experience. Right now, they're in about a four to 5,000 square foot space that's just a beat up old space. And but they're moving into a twenty five thousand square foot space here soon. Oh, cool! And it's going to be a whole new experience. So, it's it's definitely a fun thing to do. It's not it's not cheap. I mean, if you're going down there to do the the whole experience and bottle your own, you're gonna. I think you pay one hundred eighty bucks for that one bottle and your experience. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's a lower cost if you get more bottles blended for you. Yeah. So, um, fun fun experience. Definitely a really fun day. And we drank a lot of whiskey. There's that was quite a, good day. a few experiences like that now. I, I remember originally Bourbon 30 was primarily MGP juice. So it's interesting. Uh, and it still is. For primarily. me to hear that they're getting Green River stuff. But actually, a lot of people are getting Green River right now. And Green um, River is in mine and Will's, I believe. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's Kentucky. I, I forget who just bought Green River. But I think... Um, let me, let me look it up. Well, and speaking of Green River, we have a tasting when this, when this goes live, tasting tomorrow on Tuesday here at final third. So that's why, um, their stuff is being sourced to everyone. They were bought out by Bardstown Bourbon Company. Mm. Yeah. So this is the unique thing about Bourbon 30. So Bourbon 30 bought a property next door to buffalo trace oh yeah literally you can see each other so did you go and get a blanton's no (laughs) but it's kind of funny because you can't because they're going to be getting opportunities of getting a lot more people stopping in there when you hit buffalo trace you're like i don't have enough time to go another distillery oh look let's go check them out yeah they're going to get so much business i I mean and honestly the I'm I'm firing shots here, but the Tater crowd that shows up at Buffalo Trace would love to blend their own bourbon. Oh yeah, like oh yeah. Oh, I blended this in Kentucky. Why? Well, and that's the thing too. If they're next door to Buffalo Trace, there's no reason in the world why they shouldn't be able to get some Buffalo Trace barrels if they oh, sell barrels like that. They don't. Oh, they don't. Okay. No. I would think I mean, a neighbor I was, be a good neighbor and give them some. Come on, Buffalo Trace. The, I know you're listening. To nah, this. Give them some barrels. It's Sazerac brand. <laughs> Sazerac brand only takes care of oh, other that's right. They don't speak brands. they don't speak English anyway, so they don't, they can't understand what we're saying anyway. I'm just I'm that's kidding. probably more true than we'd like to believe. <laughs> oh, I know it yeah. is. <laughs> um, but I was actually shocked seeing more bean barrels coming on to the open market for sourcing, and also Heaven Hill. The interesting thing is, is all these brands picked up production during COVID and are still still doing it. But now they're putting their barrels out for other people that are sourcing. So I don't yeah. know if they just saw that there's 
a uh, a market open up for that where they can just not have to sit on a barrel anymore or yeah. if they're predicting the fact that hey this six-year-old barrel that we're letting go of we will probably make more money off of it now than we will at eight years you know Possibly. like is there a crash coming who knows and uh i mean you wouldn't think so looking at places like heaven hill and and buffalo trace and all these places they just have and beam has rick houses upon rick houses upon rick houses with millions of barrels out there you're like uh. but yeah you're right i mean it could be coming i think what alan said though really did make a lot of sense <clears throat> and we've talked about it, so we won't go into depth again but the small guys. And if you haven't listened to that show, listen to it. That would There's be a, good a lot one. of good information on it. Yeah, I mean, going, you know, the small guys are going to be more destination spots. They're not going away. Yeah. The big guys are not going away. It's going to be those middle tier ones that are going to have a little harder time because they're trying to work in the world of the big guys, but they're still almost in the world of the small guys. So we're in a middle middle ground that really isn't a good foothold. Well, and I really see that even being a even becoming a plus for a distributor because you have distributors like RNDC, Republic National, oh gosh, what is it? Distilling Distributing no, company. company. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, which if you if you don't know, here's a quick rundown of the three-tier system because this is a prohibition era law that is still staying around. Hey, bourbon has to go from a distillery, the producer, to a distributor yep. and then onto on-premise, which is a uh, like a bar or a yep. lounge or something like that. Or a liquor store. Or um, no, retail is different than on-premise. I mean, it still has to go through a distributor. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it ends up either in a uh, retail establishment or an on-premise establishment. And a lot of times people will set aside bottles either way. Um uh, especially on more of the allocated releases, you'll see a certain portion of those being set aside for on-premise sales. Yeah, yeah. But everything has to follow that route um, unless you're in the state of Indiana. Yeah. And in Indiana, you can go straight from the distillery floor, from the bottling floor, out to your gift shop. Yeah. But you can't go from gift shop to retail establishment no. or anything like that. No. You still need a distributor. So basically, and I know you kind of said it, but it's as simple as this. Heaven Hill has to distribute their product to the distributor and bring it back just to sell it at Heaven Hill, which is about the dumbest rule I've ever heard. Um, but that's a Kentucky law. Yeah, I think, I think that may have changed in the past year. I hope so, because that makes absolutely no sense. I don't sense. know for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's the way it was for many, many years. Um, and Kentucky has finally started letting up on some of those things um, just because, hey, your export is bourbon. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And there's enough places, um, like enough distilleries being put in, everything like that, that you should probably loosen up some of your tax laws. I, I so. know they did get rid of the resting barrel tax. Yes. Which was a huge deal. That's a huge, I mean, because what you had was, but was in a Buffalo Trace, it was building rickhouses in Southern Indiana. I mean, they still, to, they're still building them. Oh yeah, but now they don't have to. Yeah. They were doing that to save that resting tax. Now so, they don't have to, so they can rest those back in Kentucky and yeah. have it all there. So the resting barrel tax was a yearly tax on spirits that are aging. 
Um, mm-hmm. So basically, your Heaven Hill 17 would have been taxed 17 tax years. Yeah, yeah. And who knows? I don't know how much that is, but that's, that does go into effect of how reason why these bottle prices are so high. Yeah. If they have to pay, even if it's just a couple dollars a bottle, 17 years, you're talking there's, there's 40 bucks yeah. already before you even get to the fact that it's 17 years old. Well, and on the other end of that, like th- these distilleries are not going out measuring barrel for barrel what's in there. So they're being they're being taxed <laughs> on a barrel. If you had a short barrel, it it was still being taxed the same amount as a completely full barrel, and it could have had enough for two bottles in it. Right. You know, it just accidentally leaked and nobody caught it. Well, and that's the thing. Like we're talking about this um, Elijah Craig barrel coming. Um, when we when we tasted it, we thiefed out thiefed the the whiskey it, out of there and tried it. It was low when it, we did it. It maybe maybe it only did have seventy two bottles, and I don't know. I don't believe um, it. we were told that we thought they thought it'd be about one twenty, but honestly, I wonder if that's just because they think, oh, it's probably close to half barrel. We'll just call it that. I don't know. They could, again, you know, conspiracy know. theory hour again. They could be doing it because they're trying to keep some of this juice to blend for something special down the road. Who knows? Or they're gonna sell that at sell that in the gift shop as their bottle whatever i don't know i mean either way it's an honor to be it is to get an elijah craig barrel proof pick and we're very thankful for it we we really are it is definitely an interesting thing to only be getting 70 some bottles out of it um i was a little disappointed but it is what it is i bet lisa's happy lisa's happy yes her, the checkbook's not going to scream at us this week as much as what it would have if we had 120 bottles coming. Well, after Square being out and everything. Oh, God. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's right. Don't even take me down there again. <laughs> what, you don't want to be viral again? No. No? Um, I Is did it, see, and I think you've been talking a little bit about Jack Daniels, yeah. and they've been releasing a lot of their rye and stuff. They did release the the bottle and bond rye I saw this that last this week, week, too. Yeah. So. I'd be anxious to try it, see if it's good, see how good it is. Um, I'm assuming it'll probably be coming onto the market here soon. Hopefully, it's not another freaking allocated bottle. But I, I, I think it's going to roll out about like the triple mash and the bond. I think did. so too. Which um, we were able to get those. It's in those same bottle styles. I did see somebody on secondary post one that was in a box, which made me a little bit nervous about that. But I know a bottle it's, and bond. Yeah, it, really. They had a box for it, so you know huh. sometimes on secondary people will make extra packaging just to put the bottle price higher. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. But um, I'll be inter- interested to try it because their regular um, regular release rye that they put out is fantastic. The regular release single barrel rye are fantastic. And as you heard on the last show, the, re- the now regular release single barrel barrel proof rye is amazing. It is. Um, it is. And uh, I, I am happy to see them diving into the world of rise. Yeah. And, and like really embracing it. That was, it is, I think I can say this. Their rye is what made them big again. Their heritage release that came out in 2020, which was their single barrel, barrel proof rye. It was, that's their big limited um, edition. Their, their heritage release 
that blew up the brand again. And yeah. it paved the way for stuff like Koi Hill. Yeah. Um, last year, they came out with a twice-barreled um, single yeah. malt that performed pretty poorly. Yeah. Um, but then this year, they were like, hey, let's give the people what they want. Let's do a double-oaked rye. Yeah. And you know what? It's doing well again. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even when they released the um, the triple mash and the bonded, um, the bonded did okay. Yeah, um, it's it's good. Now, I mean, it's not it's not as good as the single barrels. It's, it's way, way better, better than, than the old seven. number seven, and it's also a good price point. The triple mash was special, um, and that really seemed to do well too. Because I mean, they ran out of that really fast. Yeah. Um, it's exciting to see some stuff, you know, some forward thinking with Jack now. And you know what? I mean, the sky's the limit for him. Maybe they'll do Amberana next. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine uh, bananas and cinnamon? <laughs> cinnamon. Oh, God, oh no. Please don't. So, another Can news. we delete that part? No, we're not deleting <laughs> dang it, it. Dang it, that sucks. In other news... All of everybody that I know didn't win the right to buy a birthday bourbon or a Four Roses limited edition this year. Everybody got the same email. Sorry, you've not <laughs> yeah. been selected. And, Please uh, buy our products. The crazy thing is with both of those emails is they're like, but don't worry. They'll be going out to uh, stores near you and you'll have another chance. It's like. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, you, no won't. you won't. Your best chance is getting it at the distillery through yeah. their online lottery. Yeah. I know some people do win it. Like it's, But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that enter into those. Probably hundreds of thousands, if not. Oh, I would. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially with the birthday bourbon. Oh, yeah. It's a... Uh, well, it was like the um, like the Buffalo Trace when they did the um, the barrel barrel pick choice. You know, they were putting out the barrel picks on lottery or whatever. Yeah, um, we knew of no one that won that either. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I, we, I we know a lot of. I would say, we, I mean, we don't know it uh, hundreds of thousands of people, but we know a lot of people. And I have heard of nobody in Indiana that won any of these things. Yeah, yet now, yet if you did. Good for you. Let us know. If you bring did, in a poor for us to try. Your name is probably um, Ray. <laughs> your name is probably Ray, and you own the roll in. But he should. Yeah. Because guy, because guys like that have been lobbying or have been trying to get him or have done them for years and years he, and years and years. He and has more been opportunities. doing picks since Antique 107 yeah. was in a screw top. Yeah. Uh, and... And you know, honestly, you should get more shots, and they absolutely. do. You every year, like if you start if you start signing in for it now, every year they take into account that you've done it multiple years and you get more chances. Yeah, I, I guys mean, that it, have fifty chances obviously have a lot better chance than someone like me that got one. The other thing that's really smart about Ray's model is his location, and people will say that's the worst part of his shop. That dude can pedal Fireball and Wheatley Vodka all day long. So he can get whatever he wants. He can. Yep. yep. And uh, and most of his clientele, that's what he buys. But then he's able to um, cater to the bourbon market and yep. get these picks in. And what he's been doing recently, I have no qualms with. 
He's been running, um, he'll do half of the barrel to the top such number customers and then yeah. the other half to random people that have signed up and have bought something within a certain period. Right. He wants it to go to people that have supported the shop and I have no problem with that. I don't either. I know a lot of people do because they're the one guy that wants the one shot because they bought one bottle there at some point. Yeah. But you know what? Bottom line is, I mean, just like here, you know, our our top customers, they get special treatment occasionally, you yeah. know. It's like they should. they should. They should. I mean, it's all small business, so so we're in your corner, Ray. Yeah, we are. Can I get some bottles, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Ray, Ray is, Ray's a good dude. Ray is such a good He's guy. also a cigar smoker like us. Yeah. We should have him on the show sometime. We should. Maybe we ought to go do a show down there at Rural Inn in the bar area sometime. Yeah. You know him well enough to reach out to him? Uh-uh. Okay, I, I'll, I'll see if I can. You probably do better since we have a shop. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to him, too. I'll, I'll see if we can get him on the show. That'd be fun. It, it would be his. cool to just hear a liquor own liquor store owner's take on the the bourbon game. Yeah, hear his qualms with bourbon bros. Yeah, and, uh, and as many picks and stuff as he he has done yeah. throughout the years, I'm sure he's got a lot of the inside scoop on some some brands out there too because everyone talks. Well, the only it, way you're getting to talk is if you talk to the right people, and he's talking to those right people all the time. So, well, and he uh, he also does a great job of staying on the front end of these up and coming brands. Mm-hmm. He was the first store in the city where I found Starlight. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, he had a couple single barrel picks in from them, and. I thought they were special at the time, and I, I drank them up. Yeah, and then I don't know. He he definitely has a bourbon palate, and he also has a great watch of what's what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does, and he takes care of the people that take care of him. Yeah, um, that's why he'll always say, "If you're a friend of the rural, if you're a friend of the rural end, the rural end will be a friend to you." Yeah. And if you go in there, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's what you would expect of a liquor store on rural in downtown Indy. Yeah. But I mean, if you walk I'm honestly in, surprised there's no bulletproof glass. I kind of am too. Register. I will say though, when you walk in and you walk to the right and you go in the corner there, you'll probably see at any given time, 20 picks he's yeah. done. Yeah. So you're going to be able to get some special stuff there, even if you're not getting the lot B's and stuff like that. You're still yeah. going to find some special stuff there. I mean, that's where he had that oily the funniest, mess. The funniest thing, yeah, that oily mess from was Heaven's fantastic. Door. That was delicious, yeah. man. The funniest thing to me about him is how just straight up he'll be about the allocated bourbons. I was hanging out with him one day in the bar, and he probably doesn't even remember this, but because I was with a bunch of regulars and got invited to this. But it, he was just to like piss him off. He told him, he told everyone how he enjoys his uh, George T. Stag. <laughs> and what he said is, I get my rocks glass, I go over to the fridge, fill it up with crushed ice, and then I pour <laughs> George T. Stag on it. And he was like, the first sip was how they intended it to be. The rest of the way down, it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I was cracking up at that because, yeah, it's hot. Mm-hmm. It can drink hot. Mm-hmm. 
I still got a little cigar left. You still got some left too? A little bit. So give me a little bit. I'll take a little bit more if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. This Circle City's Bear great. me, Marge. Marge? <laughs> never... Simpsons reference? That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, Simpsons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm anxious to see how our event goes tonight. You know, hopefully, hopefully you were able to come out to the event because we got a bunch of boxes of their stuff. We got we always do our great deal. If you ever come to an event here, and you, if you haven't been to an event, our events really do well. We um we do twenty percent off box prices, which is a really good discount on, on a box. Um, but you also get free cigars um, that they give away along with it, plus whatever other swag yeah. they bring. And you get the opportunity to buy these event-only yes. cigars. Yes, and more and more brands are doing that. I mean, Aladino does that. Crown Heads does that. These guys do it. Um, so it's it's fun to do these events like that, but it's also kind of a, a unique opportunity to get together and try some new stuff. I yeah, mean, it is. We would have never tried this otherwise, and these things are delicious. No, I've... I mean, I've never seen these in a store. No. Well, you can't get them in a store. They're only at events. I have seen them on some of the cigar secondary groups because people will um, pay good money for them. Yeah. The Black Label fans will. And again, this is not, these are not cheap cigars. These are twenty over $20 each. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you right now, they're worth it. I mean, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't be buying these every day, but, you know, it's a nice celebratory stick. This is delicious. Absolutely. Absolutely, it is. So, um, you'll be, you're getting married this weekend. I am. So, when when are you doing the honeymoon? Are you doing the thing that everyone's doing now, where you're waiting for the honeymoon a little later in the year? Or? We are waiting, but mostly it's because I've started grad school. Gotcha. Um, so we're gonna go the second week, maybe it's the third week in October, just because I don't want to have to worry about any schoolwork. Where are you heading to? St. Lucia. It's in the okay. Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm and excited for you. I will pack a humidor full, and I made sure that the room has a balcony on it and is smoking friendly. Well, if you want to, grab my um, my big case. I might. And you can throw in as many as you need in that. Yeah. That way you don't have to worry about taking two or three. Because I, mean, I can't imagine the resort cigars will be any good. Yeah. you. I mean, you might do some research now and find out if there's a cigar shop close by somewhere. Um, if there is, Saint I'll Lucia, still stop by. St. Lucia. seems like a pretty small. It is small, um, but I wonder who's the controlling government of St. Lucia. I don't know. Because if, yeah. Because, I mean, you are... USA and Mexico both do the same thing. They don't. They will not buy. They will not do any trade with Cuba. So yeah. if you're in Mexico getting Cuban cigars, you're not. No. Um, I'm sorry to say that. I know some people get butt hurt when I say that, but it's true. If you are getting Cubans, they're illegal. They're just like they're illegal here. Um, I don't know about Saint Lucia. You might be able to get some there. Who knows? Uh, I might be able to. Not and- that I care. I mean, I. One out of every hundred Cubans I've ever tried have been good. So <laughs> I would probably bring back a five pack and sit on it for a long time. But the problem with buying Cubans right now is they're so freaking overpriced. It's almost not. I mean, a five pack might cost you three hundred bucks. You're on a honeymoon. Uh, yeah, but you're on a honeymoon. You're already married. Yeah, why well, not like you spend yeah, three hundred bucks on five it's cigars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could spend three hundred bucks and get a box of Las Seis. You could. You could. You can spend three hundred bucks and buy a bottle of sweet corn bourbon. 
<laughs> we won't go there again. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'd love to do that. <laughs> I actually, that first bottle. Oh, that, still freaking that, delicious. Uh, Corey shared with us, and then you. Um, I got a bottle, a bottle of it. Yeah. That is worth it. Mm-hmm. But the other ones that I have tasted, they were good. They were not as special as that first They were $100 good. Yeah. They might have been as good. Presentation made it 150 They might have been as good as the um, the price of the bottle and bond, which is definitely not worth the price. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 325 bucks is, is a little salty for something that wasn't as good as your first it, one. It really is rough. Um, but we we beat that dead man yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean we talked about it with eric you guys know the way it goes around here we're yeah, not yeah. we're not gonna lie to you um but yeah well I, and that's the thing too so um i will throw this out there you know if we if we say something i mean just like you know we we love the guys at starlight we love some of the stuff they're doing i love a lot we of also the stuff they're doing we also complain about some of the stuff they're doing you know, and the only reason I feel any, right in doing it is because I still support the brand. Right. And you're exactly. But if we're, I have if, a Starlight we Barrelhead hanging up in my house. If like, we ever say something, you know, on here and you are a distiller of that distillery and you want to set us right, give us a call, man. We'd love to have you on the show and talk yeah. about it. Maybe you can clear we, it. We Maybe, can do call in. Yeah. So. I mean, I would I would love that because we want to we present the correct information. If we're saying something that's not true or just yeah. because it's our opinion doesn't mean it's right i would love to i'd love to hear people talk Set about it that straight tell us what your thought process is behind it yeah and, uh, now i will say one thing <laughs> tell us what you think but if you're telling us some fibs we do have um farmers and distillers and stuff that we know real well that are the ones that have set us straight on some of this stuff so yeah you know, it is one of those things. You every time you go to a distillery, no matter where you go, and I would say there's only been maybe one or two I've ever gone to that didn't do this. They're the first at doing something. Something. And bottom line is, 99.9% of them were never the first at doing any of that stuff. But it's a nice I, I selling mean, it's point. Such a rich tradition that just claiming that is. I mean, you can't prove it. Mm-mm. You just can't. And that's why people say because you can't prove it. Yeah. Yeah, but it is what it is. You know, I think I think whiskey should stand for itself if it tastes good. I don't care if you're the first one to ever do it. I don't care if you're the 10,000th person to do it. If it tastes good, I'll buy your product. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way it should be. Are you ready to wrap this thing up, Rob? Yeah, whenever, man. Okay. I don't think... Uh... No, Calvin texts me. He's getting food before he comes, so he's not going to be oh, on okay. time. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah so nothing else? I don't think so. We're going right, to cool. be uh, recording again on Tuesday, you said? Yeah, yeah, because we're going to give you know Isaiah his actual wedding weekend off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, actually, I think Isaiah Long's going to be on the show with us. Oh, cool. Yeah, he'll awesome. be in town, so... It'll be cool. So yeah. uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. And I'm at Final Third Cigar. What so, are you on uh, X in case everybody wants to follow? Actually, it's at R Boyland. R Boyland. Um, I've also got at Final Third Cigar on there too, but actually all the contacts have been on R at R Boyland. So if you want to post to me on X, 
Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.